Suits and Sanders is a leadership and legacy podcast that seeks to address the key leadership issues in business, government, and personal or self-leadership. Our objective is to raise the awareness of the crucial role leadership plays in almost every tangible achievement of personal and institutional goals. At the core of our mission, we believe every person is born with a special gift to lead an impactful life and to massively contribute towards the success of the nation and our posterity. The name Suits and Sanders reminds us that great leaders are first servants. So we believe you're going to massively be impacted with the content we'll bring you and we hope that you're going to maximize your potential with the objective of maximizing your contribution to the nation but above all to leave an impact on this generation and to the entire posterity so join us on this journey welcome to another episode on suits and sanders i'm your host moses chavi today We'll continue with our entrepreneurship agenda and today my purpose and objective is to uh, address the case of entrepreneurship just to support uh, entrepreneurship like why entrepreneurship is very important and why it should strongly be considered of course cannot be a core for everyone but it does form the foundational uh, basis of economic advancement for every nation. You know, it is beyond a cliche that entrepreneurs create jobs. Yes, this is true. But in most countries, private entities trail behind the public sector in terms of job creation and the government remains the biggest employer. That said, although the government can create a fertile environment for business establishments, there is limited growth potential for ministries and parastatus to absorb the ever-blossoming populations and we've witnessed this in our country Malawi that if you look at the tangent of uh, big organizations or the the number of existing government institutions parastatus and uh, private entities including family businesses you'd see that as much as there's uh, lots of life happening on the ground, but we don't really have a significant number of companies that we can call big companies. So you realize that the population has blossomed so fast compared to the strength of our uh, productive capacity in terms of companies. So we don't really have like strong entities or sufficient strong entities that can uh, capture that growth, that population growth in terms of job creation. So, so this is where entrepreneurs and businessmen, both men and women, of course, come in to offer lasting employment and human development opportunities. So the role of entrepreneurs is significant, significant. So when you talk about entrepreneurs, I know that there are different definitions that people would say no but an entrepreneur is not someone who's just a farmer or just running a shop you are supposed to be called a farmer and you're supposed to be called a businessman but excuse me uh, just for the sake of this episode uh, and our discussion i believe everyone who's been creative enough to generate uh, or to start something from nothing and they're able to produce a product or to provide a service and they're getting something out of it whether they are indeed creators or they are innovators they do qualify in principle to be entrepreneurs 
So I believe that entrepreneurs create novel and remodeled solutions to national challenges. And in the process, they do usher in a dimension of learning and growth that continues to act as a snowball or a beetle ball. I think snowball, we don't have snow anyways. So let's talk about a beetle ball. And I, I know you, you, you've seen uh, a beetle, how it uh, coins through the cow dung to form the beetle ball. So there's always this beetle ball in the economy. So innovation leads to the creation of more innovators and that spiral effect has the power to transform a nation. The best territorial beneficiaries of innovation on the African continent include Rwanda, Kenya, Ghana, and Nigeria. These are economies that we have actually seen that uh, have come pretty much from nowhere. Honestly, Nigeria is like the, the most populous uh, country in Africa. But to be honest, Nigeria, apart from the music and, um, and movie industry, they were trading way behind South Africa. So it's now when they have come on a limelight, they, they weren't even able to optimize. Of course, till today, they haven't really fully maximized their uh, petroleum production potential, for example. But they have actually coined stronger uh, type of silicon, their own silicon valleys, right? The same thing with Rwanda, Kenya, Ghana. Now they are, more, they, they are some of the most talked about countries on the continent. And a strong case can be made for these economies that the presence of numerous role models in the te tech, uh, entertainment, manufacturing and agricultural industries has led to a sporadic rise of local enterprises. And the performance of their economies is a testament to what industrial progress can do to a nation. Technological advancement is a key catalyst. So in Kenya, for example, we hear about the, the Silicon Savannah. So you have all these young techies who just sit in incubation centers, just trying to develop uh, lots of applications. Obviously, they, they, you'd have a few who are just doing random stuff, but most of them are trying to address um, local problems by creating uh, t t t uh, t technology that addresses those problems. It could be in farming, it could be in medicine, it could be in uh, uh, public sensitization or whatever it is, right? But, but now the, the, they, are, they are operating in a conducive environment where they're able to create technological solutions to local problems. That's why they're able to build these uh, small silicon valleys across the continent. But we see what a, 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 a breeding ground of creativity can do to a nation. So it's the same thing with, um, with Nigeria. Nigeria has produced massive uh, financial services giants. They have produced uh, massive manufacturing entities. They are huge in telecoms and they will continue to do that. And all these countries we're talking about, you see massive interest of global giants wanting to establish their headquarters in these countries. There's a reason why. When life is happening, people always follow you. You remember the story of Dubai? Their tagline was, let's build and they will come. Let's build and they will come. So indeed, now the world has obviously come to Dubai because Dubai had to take time to build. So there's always a time of preparation and building and the nation will follow. So of course, there is always that sentiment that not all of us can be, can be entrepreneurs. As much as this is a sincere and candid statement, but why not you particularly? Why not you in particular? 
to say, yeah, not, not everyone else can be an entrepreneur, but why not you? So it, it needs to be more of a, a personal re reflection, honestly, to say, if everyone else can actually be an entrepreneur, depending on their learning, depending on their availability of capital, or the support network, like having the rightful mentors, having friends, having a strong network, uh, different talents that can actually be put together to form mastermind groups and to create something phenomenal. Why not you? Why not you being found in those networks? So, of course, if you raise your hands and say, I cannot do this, it's fine. There's no one who will come and say, oh, no, entrepreneurship is the best thing to do now. No, but for me personally, I believe if uh, you believe also that God has blessed you with unique talents and abilities to create something beyond your current position, something that can break the status quo, I would encourage everyone else to actually search what God has given them and go for it, go for it, go for it. Uh, no pressure at all. Like it's one day at a time, but discover what else can you do more with your life. It's quite rewarding. So entrepreneurship is true that it's not for everyone. But have you ever thought about it? Do you think you can be a candidate of creating some immense value and even creating something phenomenal and an institution of learning, creating a manufacturing entity, going deep in agriculture so that you can actually be the one employing people and creating jobs and uh, at the same time securing your own current economic freedom and that of your of your family and next generations so i believe there's immense freedom joy and productivity when a person embraces a path that is less trodden with a vision to transform a community and the nation and to become so relevant for his or her generation I believe each one of us carries massive seeds of greatness that if only provided the opportunity to fall to the ground, the seeds of greatness to fall to the ground, our nation would be transformed beyond measure. Most great revolutions in whatever sphere that you'd think of started by the will of only one person who then proceeded to influence a cohort or a group with similar fabric and vibes. That's how great change happens everywhere. There's always one person who wakes up and says, as for me and my house, we're going to pursue this. As for me, I'm going to pursue this. Regardless of where you're coming from, regardless of the narrative that you've lived under, the umbrella of impossibility that you've lived under, you can be the person who says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So you are the first one who says, I know where we're coming from. I know the pain and the shame that we've gone through. It's not the right place to be in because you've also seen how uh, financial freedom, for example, impacts other families. You've seen how uh, contribution, massive productivity adds value to someone's name, someone's family, someone's legacy. But above all, beyond yourself, there is also visible value that is added to a nation and a continent. So that should be something that should drive us deeper to search what God has given us. It's very important. That's how great change happens. One person. It takes one person. It takes one person. I'm reminded of the story of uh, uh, the, the spying that had to be done by the children of Israel when they were on their way to Canaan. And 
and uh, spies had to be sent into the land. And most of the people who came back, they were so afraid that their statements were quite demeaning on themselves when they said, uh, the enemies saw us, we were, saw us as grasshoppers, like we were like grasshoppers in their eyes, as if the enemy told them that, you know, like a, a self-imposed low self-esteem and fear, like we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. But when Joshua and Caleb came back, their statements were different. They're like, this land is full of beautiful things, wonderful things. We have actually pomegranates in there. We have milk and honey, and we are well able, God is well able to give us the ability and the power to conquer those giants, and we're going to get into this land. That, those are the type of statements which come from people who are driven by something beyond themselves. It's not about where you're coming from or your little experience or your position or your financial capacity today is about what you've determined in your heart to do by God's grace. It's what you've determined to do. So if you think you can do it, trust me, you can do it. So each one of us has a responsibility to empty our gifts and talents before we depart the surface of the earth, especially before we depart from this nation, Malawi. Like, why would someone die with all the worth hibernating inside of you and you leave your nation the same way you found it? Honestly, you and me can agree. We're talking about Malawi here. I know that our subject, again, resonates with so many other countries within Africa and beyond. But we agree here that when you hear in the media, especially the excited and overzealous journalists quoting Malawi as the poorest or one of the poorest nations on earth not in africa like on earth like when you find out when you find yourself sometimes within the top 10 actually it's bottom 10 poorest nations like it pricks your heart you literally want to hide or try to change the direction of your country and the image polish it in just one instant you know it feels so bad it feels so bad but that's what actually happens when each one of us would actually just, you know, uh, throw in the towel and say, no, this is not for me. Uh, the developmental agenda is not for me. Entrepreneurship is not for me. Uh, progress is not for me. Additional productivity is not for me. I'm happy. Me, my family, hug, cuddle and pecs and all that. Be happy within our, our walls and close the doors. We don't even want our neighbors to look at us. Yeah, that type of life... Uh, has never changed a nation's destiny has never changed a nation's destiny it's it's about each one of us looking at the talents that god has given us and pretty much what we may consider the little provision in terms of finances uh, sometimes we need to take a risk with what we have don't burn your fingers completely but sometimes you do pay school fees by burning your fingers so try to invest in something greater and beyond yourself. Try to uh, put your money on the money market. Buy some shares somewhere. But above all, try to create something that no one else has done or something that is being done on a very, on a very low scale. As we proceed with uh, the entrepreneurship agenda series, we're going to tackle some of the key uh, industries that we need to consider as we progress and aspire to do more for our nation so until next time uh, let's ponder on what we've discussed today why entrepreneurship 
innovation, creativity, and business ownership is important for a nation or for our economy. And if you have any comments, any contributions, what we've done with suits and sandals is to allow uh, our listeners to leave comments, both audio and text uh, messages. And you can also send direct um, uh, direct feedback on, on uh, uh, my direct uh, contacts, whether you go through my social pages on Facebook, uh, you can find me and uh, you give in your your feedback so that we see how we can actually enhance uh, this agenda, how we can enhance this collaboration of entrepreneurship and especially nation building and economic advancement of our nation. So until next time, God bless you.